But basically what you're doing is you're taking a, a one-on-one relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of how you present yourself to your friends, what your friends like about your personality. And you're yeah. trying to project that into a one-to-many relationship. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast, where we focus on how authors found success, looking at strategies that have taken them to the top of the bestseller charts, as well as what they've learned from their mistakes. Because being an indie author is more than knowing the latest marketing trend. It's about being innovative and creative and learning from your mistakes. Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. I'm Sarah Rosette. And I'm Jamie Albright. And this week on the show, we have Clayton Noblet from mm-hmm. Written Word Media. We do. God, it was good. It was a good yeah. interview. It was yeah. just really informative. I love Written Word Media. I mean, mm-hmm. they both, free booksy has always worked for me. Always that's nice. And, yeah, that's good. And y'all know that I don't have many books. So the books I'm putting on <laughs> for free have already been for free and it still works. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, I really, really love it. They're really good. They have a lot of different promotion options. Yeah. So we talk about some of those and then we talk about like common mistakes that new authors make that they see and um, things that authors are doing that they feel like they have to, but aren't getting results. Yep and trends and uh, what's popular right now, what's going on in the publishing world. So mm, yeah, really yep. we had, and he has some really great tips on branding as well. Mm-hmm. Talked mm-hmm. about branding and yep. um, how to set yourself apart so that readers remember you. In right. Your books. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's great. Uh, it's really great. Yeah. So that's what's been up? going on with you. Well, so this is Wednesday, January 17th as we record this. And mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like it's Monday because we had a holiday. We had the holiday, and then we've had. If you've been a longtime listener of the podcast, you remember the was it snow apocalypse, apocalypse snowmageddon or whatever of twenty twenty one, and twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we Jamie and I were both like hunkered down in like survival mode a couple of years ago when we had a big winter storm, and so we've had another big winter storm. But we neither one of us has lost power. Mm-mm. And neither of us had our pipes freeze, so we we're so happy. Yes, so, yes, we are. We are above freezing today, this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. So basically, but, last this week, all I've done basically is monitor all the sinks that are dripping to make sure that we're not yeah. creating a, <laughs> a, a water park out of our house. Yeah, and because uh, we did have a pipe break the last yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Our ours froze, but did not ours thawed thankfully before. Yeah. We had a leak, but last time, but all good doing some writing. Um, let's see. There was something else I was working. Oh, I'm started two new translations. I'm getting kind of things like that going. Mm-hmm. I've had uh, my, oh, I was going to talk about this. I've forgotten. I had a book launch Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I had a book launch Tuesday, Murder in the Alps. It's the same one that I did the Kickstarter for in mm-hmm. the fall. Mm-hmm. So this was like the retailer launch and it was the most relaxed launch I've had in like years because yeah. I feel like I've already done all yes. this promotion for it. Yeah. And so I was like, it's going to be real low key. I put it up there. I did pre-orders for six weeks uh-huh. and I still had tons of pre-orders on it. Oh, and yeah, so it's so I'm sure that the Kickstarter pulled some of those, mm-hmm. but I still had a good launch. It still launched into like the top 100 on Amazon. I'm not, I like the the category, not, mm-hmm. not the top 100, the, mm-hmm. my categories that I'm in. Mm-hmm. So I feel like 
you know, there's been some debate about whether or not you should do direct sales or mm-hmm. Kickstarter because it will dilute your mm-hmm. launches and your sales on retailers, which it does. Right. But I'm still getting sales through my website, even though it's launched. Today, mm-hmm. I saw several sales from the audiobook because it's not out on Audible yet, even yeah. though it's been distributed to them right. for six weeks. Right. So, you know, I'm still seeing sales. So I think... Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be my bottle going forward. Maybe not necessarily launching on Kickstarter first, but doing a a direct sales first, right. some right. some format, and then retailer launch. So right. I had that, and I, I like the low key launch. Like on the retailers, it's a lot less stressful. Than it has in the past. <laughs> so I did do that's some. Awesome, yeah, I did some like one time like ads. Like I did a bookbub. Um, alert. You can do mm-hmm. the alert when you mm-hmm. have a new book mm-hmm. out. I did stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Pretty low key. Yeah. And That's I think great. I have a written word media thing coming out next week for it because mm-hmm. they have new in books. Yeah. So, like, you do. can get your new book blasted out. Right. So, as yeah, we heard, just, a very large email list. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, that is what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. And um, what about you? Uh, surviving. No. Um, <laughs> I made two posts on Facebook that I like Monday. I was because Monday, it really wasn't supposed to. Well, Sarah and I, neither one of us thought it was supposed to get freezing. That cold. Yeah. Yeah. Until Monday night. But like Sunday night, it got below mm-hmm. freezing. And, and Monday, I, I, it was like it had zapped all the energy out of me. All I could do mm-hmm. was just sit on the sofa under a blanket and stare at the fireplace. Like I tried to get up and do a few things, but was too cold it was cold Mm -hmm. in here and i mean because our heat you know i mean we just just aren't built for this i've I've got we're in shock you don't know you have little leaks in your house until you got cold air coming in i've got washcloths like crammed (laughs) in places and we've gone around the house and made notes where we got to fix these places but yeah Mm -hmm. so um i didn't do anything monday and then yesterday, my grandson' uh, school was canceled yeah. because of the weather, and because we had gotten so some it ice. was an it was an ice day for us. Yeah, so he was here. So you know, I barely yeah. got my clothes on uh, yesterday, <laughs> and so. Uh, but today, I've done a few things, and uh, still working on my Insta Love University course, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, we can put that link in yeah. the show notes because. It does close on the 31st of July, but y'all, it's so good. And for the mm-hmm. price, there's just so much great information in there. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so I'm working on that and was brainstorming with a few people about my my little shorts that I'm going to do. And yeah, so kind of slowly but surely getting back. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, you know, I I don't know. It's weird. It's just weird. This they don't need my therapy session on here. But um, you know, it's just weird because when you don't do anything for so long and then you come back to it, it's not just the writing, it's everything. You know, it's like it's not gonna be the same. And you have to accept that. And that's hard to do because one, you you've learned everything the first time you know and then second of all you know for me it's it's almost like starting over in a lot of ways I mean I do have an audience and I'm very grateful for it and I do not take that for granted but you know in a lot of ways it's like starting again because so much has changed Mm -hmm. just in the 
year and a half since or two years since I published. And so anyway, yeah. So I'm yeah. a little bit of that. A lot of positive, positive energy, positive thinking, you know, manifesting. I'm manifesting my butt off right now. So yeah. <laughs> manifesting for 2024. Yes, yes. Yeah. I feel like that almost with every book. I feel like it's, well, it's new, true. like you've got yeah. to get back into it but if you haven't been writing for a while it is really hard to get back to that yeah. for me as well like to get yeah. in the routine that's why I was like okay words first I've got to do some words today even if it's like 200 I'll just mm-hmm. do that and then be done mm-hmm. so but speaking of classes I also wanted to mention uh Jenny B. Jones she's um mm-hmm. we met her at a conference and yes. she listens to the podcast so hi Jenny hi Jenny but she, she we has, still want you to come on Yes. And I think we might have a great topic. Maybe we can twist her arm and do this. Mm-hmm. I saw her as a post on Instagram that says she's doing a class called Swoony in the Suite. And it's about writing sweet romance. And it is with the American Christian Fiction Writers Conference. It's a virtual conference in February. Mm. So I think that sounds awesome. Yeah. So put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Anyway, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. And there was something else I was going to tell you. Oh, during when it was so cold, mm-hmm. I, um, what did I do? I made some cookies, even though, mm-hmm. you know, saying conserve energy. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do something. So I'm going to make some cookies. <laughs> and then I just, I just uh, binged some shows. So I finished Murder at the End of the World. And yes. that was good. And then um, if you're a K-drama watcher, I watched The End of Healer, which mm-hmm. that's like a famous one that's. Lots of people, it's like their favorite, favorite, favorite. Mm-hmm. And it made me think we need to do a podcast on endings, how to have satisfying mm-hmm. endings. Yes, we do. That's a great yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. I really, I liked that, like the beginning of it was really hard for me to get into, mm-hmm. but got a couple of episodes in and then I was into it. But then there were certain things about the ending that I was just like, oh, this is so, so good. And I yeah. think we should kind of break down yeah. what makes a good ending. Because yeah. I think you're really good at endings. Thank you. I think endings are what make people come back you know like because they remember that feeling at the end right right. so anyway yeah so just Uh, an idea yeah I I agree that I think they're really important um I also got bangs so Mm -hmm. that's uh yeah (laughs) that's not because of the ice I didn't do it myself but um yeah (laughs) they're very cute though (laughs) yeah and oh I watched both seasons of dark winds have y'all watched dark Mm -hmm. winds Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I saw that um Dan Wood was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I'd seen it, but oh, it's so good. It's okay. really good. And the acting is amazing and it's just cool. It's back in the 70s and it's on it's set on a uh, Native American reservation and uh Navajo uh reservation. And oh, it's just good. It's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, I'll check that out too. Yeah. So we should probably get on with podcasts. Yeah. The, oh, the, the main reason we're doing this, right? Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> uh, but also in here, uh, Clayton talks about branding and mm-hmm. how important it's going to be. And I am still running a branding special if you're interested. Uh, it's less than my normal consulting, but I'm also doing consulting. So let me know if you're interested. Um, you can reach me at my website or uh yeah, that's the, well, the the link for that is in the show notes. Oh yeah, we'll to get to you, so yeah. you can find that in the show notes too. Yeah. All right. All righty. We'll let's hear from Clayton. All right. Here we go. 
Well, today we are really excited to talk to Clayton Noblet. Hi, Clayton. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're great. You're going to tell us all things in um, written word media, like what's going on over there. We love written word media over here. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we love you too. And uh, yeah, we've got a lot of uh, exciting stuff going on. So yeah, I'm really excited to, to be speaking with you today. That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, let me read your bio and we'll get into the questions. Clayton is a senior marketing manager at Written Word Media. He is passionate about helping authors find their readers and finding ways to sell more books, which we love both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's not working, he enjoys spending time with his family, playing sports and making beverages. Yeah. <laughs> adult beverages or uh just general i mean honestly it kind of goes goes every direction i i do enjoy making cocktails but i also have uh, an espresso machine so i make oh, you know, amazing yeah. cortados there so yeah b- beverages in general i'd say yeah. my son informed us the other day that he's like he's 33 and he informed us the other day that he loves buying coffee for people like <laughs> that's one of his great joys in life. I'm like, how did I know this about you? But he has a thing about beverages as well. He oh, makes wow. it at home. He, yeah, all the yeah. things. Yeah. We should yeah. hang out. I would love for him. Yeah, to exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, tell us how you got into you got started r- working with authors. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a, a random story, honestly. Um, I was doing marketing for a for a tech startup, a fintech startup. Um, in a startup incubator um, in Durham, North Carolina. And so it's, you know, one building and mm-hmm. it was over 200 companies in this building. A lot of them just, you know, a person in a room, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah just trying to, to grow. And the company that I was working at was acquired um, and written word media was actually on the other side of the, of the floor that I was working on and uh-huh. they were looking to make their, their first marketing hire. Um, and so, yeah, so I, you know, obviously I was, I was looking for a a new position and I I spoke with our founder, um, Ricky Woolman, um, and it kind of made a lot of sense right off the bat. Um, you know, I hadn't really thought about publishing and working in publishing before, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've always been a a massive reader. Um, we didn't have TV growing up. We were one of those families. So we would always go to the library and, uh, Mm -hmm. my siblings would come out with grocery bags full of books and my poor mom be carrying these <laughs> heavy bags. Um, so, yeah, I, I love reading. I really, I don't know. I, I think that, you know, one of the values of written word media is that we believe books are a force for good in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I've always believed that I'd never really put it into words, but when, when Ricky said that, I was like, yes, I, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, the, the rest is history. I think, uh, yeah, it made a lot of sense to me and I was really excited to get into it. And then yeah, working with authors has been more fun than I expected. So, yeah. Oh, well, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Because well, we can a... be a little neurotic. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but in, in a good way, though. You know, I think especially because, you know, from where I was coming from, I was working for a, um, it was a receipt management app. Um, which oh, was, yeah. Uh, it's not the most exciting thing in the world. So I went from that to, you know, you know, steamy romance and thrillers. Um, and so, yeah, it's a lot more interesting, I'd say. Yep. <laughs> Well, you are a person after our own heart with your mm-hmm. love of books. And my family too is one of those that would go to the library and we'd go home as kids with like 50 books checked out, you know, get yep. behind that person that's got the humongous stack. <laughs> so that segues nicely into our next question. Do you have any aspirations to write yourself? Ooh, so I I don't at this time. I'd, you know, every everybody says, oh, I don't know where I'd find the time. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's where I am right now. I'm uh 
yeah, I, I don't know when I would write, um, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to it. And I, and I do think you know, I was a journalism major in college. I do like to write. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I wouldn't rule it out, um, but no, no immediate plans right now. Good. Save yourself. <laughs> Save yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. You know, I am well set up. I do think. You know, I talk to so many authors and, you know, they publish a book and then they they realize they become a marketer as well. Right. Um, and it's devastating news to most authors. Mm. They would much prefer to just just write. So I do have the marketing part. Like, I actually enjoy marketing. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. So you'd be halfway there without, like, most of us don't realize that we're going to have to do the marketing, but you already have that covered. So you'd be, yes. you'd be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, though the the book portion is uh yeah that, that's a whole lot. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, no immediate plans, but I, yeah, I definitely wouldn't rule it out because yeah, I love stories and uh, I do, I do like writing as well. That's great. That's great. Well, what do you wish authors knew about your field or what you guys do? Ooh, that's a, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, I, I think you know there there are a lot of things, and it kind of depends on the the author too. Um, but I think you know overall the the message that I'd like to get out there is that. You know, we the the products that we build to, to help authors sell more books. We a lot of these are ideas that authors have given us, right? Mm-hmm. So I I think I, I would like for for all the authors out there to know that you know we're we're here to help. Um, we like we really really believe um in helping authors, and I think that's why the company has been so successful. Mm-hmm. So you know if you if you need help with something, if you're confused about something. Um, just just reach out and contact us. It doesn't have to be about written word media. We help authors mm-hmm. all the time with random questions about how to set up a <laughs> book description in KDP um, that you know the, uh, authors that have never purchased with us before. Um, and then also, if you have any any marketing ideas, right? If you mm-hmm. if you're sitting there thinking, oh, I wish I could do this, um, right. but you have the resources or the time, send the idea to us, and we might just build a product. You know, we, we have a product called uh, called Reader Reach Ads, where we run Facebook or Amazon ad campaigns for authors, um, and that's entirely from author suggestions. We actually ran a survey and asked authors, you know, what do you need help with? What do you wish that we could do? And overwhelmingly, it was, I would love for you to run a Facebook ad campaign. I would love for you to run an Amazon ad campaign, and so we mm-hmm. built that product. So awesome. yeah, I, I think that's what I'd like authors to know is. Uh, yeah, if you have any ideas or need any help, please don't hesitate to reach out. We're, I like to think we're very nice. <laughs> our, our customer <laughs> service team actually won an award uh, this oh. week for, for excellence in customer service. It's congeniality in yeah. the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I, I think uh, just don't hesitate to reach out. If you have ideas, um, let us know, and uh, we might just make a product just for you. Oh, that's great. Well, I think... Right now, we should stop just a second and tell everybody what Written Word Media does. Yeah. We didn't really, because there, I mean, most of our listeners are going to know, but, um, but, but there may do be some. A lot, you do a you lot, do more, a lot than, more. Yeah. You've really expanded out. So give us like the, like how, kind of how it started and what you've grown into, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's very true. We have a lot of different things right now. So I think explaining this in, in audio format is, is easier. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so written word media simply put is a book marketing company. Um, and we started off, um, by doing what we call email promos. Um, and this is where authors pay us to email links to buy their books out to tens of thousands of readers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have different, uh, email promo brands, um, like free booksy or bargain booksy are two of our, our most wide, widely known and combined across all of our brands. We have 
over a million and a quarter readers now on our email lists um, wow. to quite a sizable audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that is kind of our, our bread and butters, those email promos. Um, and that's how, how the company started, really. Um, we also, like I mentioned, run Facebook and Amazon ad campaigns for authors mm-hmm. uh, with our, our reader reach ads. Um, th- this product is is really exciting for authors because we do all of the work of creating the ad campaign and managing it for the author. Um, mm-hmm. So as an author, you never have to log in to, to Facebook or Meta and set up the ads <laughs> or, or look at numbers or be confused about charts. We do all of that. For the author, it's just like buying a t-shirt. You go to our website, you mm-hmm. schedule the day of your promo, you tell us what book you want to promote during those days, um, and then we handle everything else. Um, so the Facebook and Amazon ad campaigns are very popular. Um, and then this past year, uh, we launched what we call ready-made promo stacks. Um, and so promo stacking is a, is a strategy that authors have been using for a long time where you run a, a lot of promos in a short period of time, maybe three to five days. Um, and then you see a, an increase in your book's rank on retailers like Amazon. And so we mm-hmm. knew that authors were stacking promos um, with our sites and with our competitors and running mm-hmm. their own ads and doing all of this. Um, but that's kind of a logistical nightmare because uh, some promo sites, uh, when you apply for a promo, they won't tell you what day the promo is going to run. Mm-hmm. You won't know if you get it. Um, and so what we've done is we've partnered with other promo sites um, and we've got like three, four partners now. Um, and so if you go to writtenwordmedia.com, you can schedule a ready-made promo stack, which includes up to six promos across different sites um, in one go. And so it takes this, this labor that used to take hours and sometimes spread across days or weeks to get everything set up. Mm-hmm. You can now do it in the time it takes to, to book a single promo with us. Wow. So that, that's that yeah. been a big addition in, in the mm-hmm. past. Yeah. And we thank you for that yes. so much. <laughs> it is Once such again, a pain. It's something that, that authors told us that, hey, this is a real yeah. pain point for us. How, how can you improve this? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah so once again, thank you. It all comes full circle. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. We love talking to companies that listen and, and provide solutions for authors and writers. It's just so refreshing. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll get to this later in the trends that like, certain things are going on in the world. And if you can find a company that will listen to you, it's almost shocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's great that, that y'all are doing that where we really like that. Yeah. So, I, um, oh, I, think, I think like I can kind of compare it to book funnel in that book funnel has grown with the industry, you know, book funnel mm-hmm. started as a pain point and mm-hmm. grown with the industry. Well, I see written word media the same way. Like, you guys have grown with the industry. You you've changed, you've pivoted, mm-hmm. you and and I think for authors, that's amazing. You know, I mean, it does take it takes something off our plate that we don't necessarily want on there. So I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks. I think that's you know, that's definitely something we try to do. And you know, mm-hmm. I think Damon at Book Funnel does a great job too with that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of watching where the industry is going mm-hmm. and how things change. Um, and you know, you, you need to change as a company to keep up with the times and, and yep. keep supporting authors, um, in the way that you want to, um, mm-hmm. that, that's something we definitely work hard on. So I'm, I'm glad that that's coming through. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're happy with it. <laughs> so, um, is there anything that you wish you'd known about indie publishing or working with authors, especially coming from like the more tech startup background? Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that's interesting. You know, I it's it's been fun to to learn about the industry. So there, mm-hmm. there's no big you know regret there for me because frankly, mm-hmm. all the surprises have been good ones for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one one thing that has surprised me, um, just kind of how how small the the indie publishing world can be, um, yeah. especially going to going to more conferences. You, know, I run into so many of the same people <laughs> mm-hmm. and. People are, you know, doing different things. You know, I, I've run into people that were working at one company five years ago, and then we reconnect. Yeah. They're at a different company, still in the same mm-hmm. space. Yeah, but we still have that relationship. So I, I think the kind of how small the indie publishing world can be um, is, is actually really rewarding. You can build relationships over time with people, um, and, th- and that's how you know good ideas are formed. I think. Um, yeah. so I think how small the, the publishing world is, yeah, uh, something that I, that I really like and has surprised me. Yeah. Well, uh, listeners should remember that too when they think they might want to act a fool. Uh, so <laughs> it's pretty small. So you might want to think about that. that but anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what uh, What do you see authors doing that they do because they think they have to, but they're not producing results? Ooh, this one's so easy for me. It's it's social media. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some for, for some people, social media um, works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're one of those people, um, you should absolutely keep doing it. Um, but there's a lot of people that um, have a really hard time making a, a TikTok video and they're miserable for hours while they're doing it. And then they put it out there uh, and it doesn't perform well, probably because they really hated doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see people kind of doing this over and over and they're, I can tell they're not enjoying themselves. I'll, I'll speak to them. They're like, oh, I'm dreading making my latest video. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not getting results from it, then, then I would say stop it, right? You're just making yourself miserable. Mm-hmm. Something that, that is, is difficult for you to do and, and you really don't enjoy doing and you don't see yourself kind of learning to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to say, just cut bait on things like that. There's a lot of different things you can do to market your book. So focus on the things that you enjoy doing or, or hate less. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. uh, those things are more likely to be effective for you. Right. Um, and so often for me, it's social media, just because organic reach on social media is so down, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Maybe five years ago, five, 10 years ago, you could get a lot of traction. Yeah. But it's just not that same game anymore. All that's kind of gone away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's very true. I think you're you you're better off if you're you know posting on TikTok and, and not getting much engagement um and not, not really growing your account. You're probably better off um you know sending books to to influencers and, and seeing if if they'll review your book. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's still kind of a shot in the dark, right? You're just hoping an influencer picks your book. And when you're making your own videos and you're not getting a lot of traction, you're still just hoping one of your videos goes viral. Yeah, and right. if making the videos is really painful, um, then seeing if you can outsource that to someone else is probably a better strategy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, kind of along that same lines, are there any like common mistakes that y'all see over and over again? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. You know, I think... Probably the, the the most common thing we see is um, you know so so we're a book marketing company mm-hmm. and our, what our products do is we is we drive a lot of readers to a book page on a retailer. So mm-hmm. if you run a promo with us, a lot of readers are going to go to your Amazon book page. Um, and and what I see with, with newer authors in particular is they'll run a promo with us 
um, but they haven't invested in the, in the product or the book, the, the packaging of the book itself, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the contents of the book might be really high quality, but when the reader is deciding whether or not to download the book, they can't see inside it yet. They're judging, you know, everybody says, don't judge a book by, by its cover, but everybody judges a book by its cover. Right. And then the, the description has a huge impact on it as well. So mm-hmm. if you pay for a promo um, with us, but you have a you know, very like low quality cover um, or your description um, gives away the plot of your book um, or is confusing or doesn't grab readers' attention, mm-hmm. then the money that you've spent with us um, won't go as far. So mm-hmm. I think it's really important to kind of set up your fundamentals of book marketing before you start driving a lot of traffic to your book page. And so mm-hmm. for me, that's making sure you have a high quality cover that fits in with the other books in your genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and then making sure your description grabs readers and really, really makes them want to say, hey, what is going on in this book? Something is interesting about this to me and, and click that buy button. Um, and then of course, within the book, making sure that you have a call to action, a CTA at the end of the book to have readers do something to help you out, right? If someone just read your entire book, um, odds are they liked it. A lot of people won't finish a book they don't like. Um, and so if someone's finished your book, that is the perfect time to ask them to do something for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so on that final page, make sure you're asking them to either sign up for your email list if you have one, follow you on social media if you, if you want to do that, or go on and read mm-hmm. another one of your titles if you have multiple books. Yeah, um, right. So making sure you have that kind of that web set up, the cover, the description, and then your back matter to make sure you lock in those fans before you start doing hardcore marketing is, is really important. Right. Yeah, very, very good information. Yeah. And I think something that uh, some people don't know, like I know, I know on your side, I believe you can't use the book description like on Amazon. You need a shorter book description. And most of most of them are like that. And I think that what a lot of uh, authors don't take into account is if they have a great blurb, that's not going to help them on that side, on your side. You need a great short blurb too. <laughs> so working on both of those is important because you, the thing about newsletter promos is you have to, you have to drive them to the site just like you do in your ads or anything else. And so you need compelling copy to do that. that along that's with. such a great point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, what I recommend authors do is is put their, you know, their book description in a Word doc and then make a bunch of different versions of it. Mm-hmm. it see mm-hmm. if you can do it in 140 characters. See if you can yeah. do it in 400 characters mm-hmm. and make sure that these shorter descriptions lead into the longer one on the book page. Right. 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 That kind of synchronicity to it um, will help readers kind of follow along um, and, and purchase the book in the end. Um, But yeah, it's so true that having that that book description and and some different marketing copy you can use Mm -hmm. um, is really important. And and the great thing about it is after you've written a good short description, you can save it and use it it. in multiple places. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we always love to save time, right? So that's a great advantage there. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see any commonalities in authors who have been successful over the long haul? Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I I think... (laughs) I think probably the biggest commonality is just consistency. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we actually do a survey of authors every year. Um, this past mm-hmm. year, we surveyed over 2,000 authors. And, mm-hmm. and we asked them things like how many books they've published, how long they've been publishing for, how mm-hmm. much they're making, all sorts of different things. 
Um, and the authors that have been published for a long time um, and are making a lot of money, um, they have published a lot of titles. And how many books you've published is kind of the number one indicator mm. uh, on how much you're earning as an author. And so okay. if you're focused on growing your income as an author, staying consistent and publishing you know, a book every year, multiple books every year, um, in my opinion, that's the best way to to grow as an author business um, and, and grow your income over time. Um, right. It's one of those things where if you think about adding a reader to your to your your world, right? If you have one book, maybe you're selling that book for two ninety nine or four ninety nine. A reader is only worth five dollars at most to you, less when Amazon takes their cut, right? right. But right. if you have ten books, then that one reader could be worth fifty dollars, mm-hmm. right? And so the more products you have, the more books you have to offer readers, um, all, everything else works better, right? When you run right. a bus, there's more things for the, the, the reader to go on and purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, so staying consistent and continuing to write and publish, I think, is the, the best way to, to grow for the, the long run, right. um, which, which I think is good news because, you know, the, the authors that I talk to, writing is, is their favorite part, right? It's not the marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so marketing is very important, but without the books to back it up, um, it's going to be pretty difficult. Yep. Yeah. 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 And what, the, what about the, you guys? I'm curious what you guys think about this question. Uh, that would oh. probably be mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's that's, it, it seems like the people that stick with this and stay the longest they're thinking long-term. They're not thinking one book. They're thinking, you know, I'm doing this for a long time. And so I'm making decisions that will pay off maybe a couple of years down the road, which would be like writing that five or six book series. Sometimes that can take five years, but you go ahead and you do it and then you have it and then it's in your backlist. Yeah. So I was thinking like, once you have several books, your readers can get deeper into your world as they read each book and they're with you for longer and that makes you more memorable. So I think that's another thing that it really pulls in readers. If you have more than a book or two, if they read six of your books, then they're more likely to remember you and come back to find your books. Yeah. That, that's a really good point. Cause I'm, you know, I'm thinking about, about back about your know, different series I've read and they kind of, they narrate different periods in my life, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, back yeah. on my life and like, what was I reading during that yeah, period? Yeah. And authors that have mm-hmm. long series, it really mm-hmm. sticks with me, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I go back and see if they have something new or, or maybe I reread it. So yeah, I think that's a really yeah. good point. Yeah. I think also um, authors who really cultivate deep relationships with their readers, like the readers just aren't customers. They're, they're, people and almost friends in some friends, cases but you know there's like quotation marks around friends but long distance friends <laughs> right right but you know I mean I think like in my genre rom-com I think about Lucy Spore you know and Megan Quinn and some others who really really invest in in their in their readers I mean invest time in you know in their readers and they give the readers exactly what they want and um I think that's important yeah. 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 That's a, that's a great point too. I think, yeah, knowing your audience Mm -hmm. and and connecting Mm -hmm. with them, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a great way to keep these readers with you and have them share your work with, with Mm -hmm. their communities as well. Mm -hmm. It's also probably a great way to stay motivated as an author, I would imagine, Mm -hmm. right? If you have a group of people you're, you're speaking with and they all, they value your creativity, 
Right. Um, I imagine that those times when it's hard to, to sit down and write, if you have a group of people that are excited about what you're doing, <laughs> it might be a little bit easier. Yeah. 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 More helpful. Yeah. To get you going. Yeah. So, well, you work uh, with a wide range of authors and genres. Um, do you see any trends like what's going on right now that people are talking about or interested in? Yeah. Let's see. So, you know, there's a lot of different things going around right now. I think, you know, the the, the obvious one and, and number one, I think, is AI and uh, how yeah. that's impacting the industry and and how different authors are are using it. Um, I think that's such an interesting question. Um, I know, you know some authors are using it to help them come, kind of come up with ideas kind of at the beginning of the creative process, mm-hmm. um, but then they don't want to use AI to write any of the actual text in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, some authors are using it to help write the actual text in the book as well. Um, and then some authors won't use it at all. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then some authors will only use it for marketing. Um, which is interesting. Yeah. So in our in our author survey in the fall, we we asked authors, you know, would you ever use AI to help you come up with ideas um, in a book? Um, I think it was about 25% said yes. Mm. Um, and then it, it was pretty similar um, for would you ever use AI to, to write text in a book? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when it came to the question of would you use AI to help you write marketing copy, right? So these short descriptions we were talking about, almost 50%. So oh. they would use it for that. Yeah. Yeah. So they're much more open to using AI um, when it comes to marketing and kind of pro- probably lower value things in an mm-hmm. author's mind, right? Like writing a book is a, is a creative endeavor. It's probably mm-hmm. deeply personal. So using mm-hmm. AI yeah. is probably less appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, but for marketing, uh, it can be a, a, a little bit more appealing to authors as well. Right, right. When did you say you did that survey? In Yeah, we started collecting data in August. Yeah, it'll be um, interesting to see what happens next August if you ask the same question. Yes, mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, because yeah. I've I've already seen just some attitude shifts about that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and and I'm not going to touch it, but <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not touch, I'm not saying I, I, I am um, on this podcast I am agnostic when it comes to AI, but um I I feel like that I have seen attitude shifts some towards, you know, what I've noticed is that people are much more open to using it. If it's in an area that's like adjacent to theirs, like maybe they don't want to use it for writing, but they'll use it for photography, like for their um, covers. They're like, that's fine. Or for marketing. Whereas I think like, like a narrator wouldn't want to use AI narration but they might be okay with other types of things. So, and like, we're not narrating our books. So some authors are like, sure, that's fine. It's just interesting to me that where people draw the lines and it's usually like the stuff that I'm interested in. No, no AI, but oh, I can use it for ad copy or whatever. Whereas if I was a marketer, I might have a different feeling about that. So it will be interesting to see like over the next 12 months, like what happens and how things change. It's yeah. a, It's a minefield right now, as far as like, how to approach things in some ways. Yes. I, I, yeah, I think that's certainly true. I think, you know, one of the things I liked about the survey is, um, you know, so much of the discussion with AI, um, you're really only hearing the loudest voices on either side. That's true. That's true. And so with the survey, it's much more, Hey, we asked 2000 authors this question and here's what we saw. And, um, there's no, 
um, emotion behind the the results, which I think is helpful mm-hmm. for authors to kind of understand where everybody is at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's certainly a, a minefield. You know, I, I think for good reason too. It's a complicated topic. Um, it is complicated. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yeah. super complicated. And, yeah. You know, I mean, I've always said I've not had a lot of luck with AI. In fact, yesterday I was trying to just just kind of gener- like a brainstorming thing, just generate a few ideas. That, and but my problem is I'm a terrible searcher on Google. I'm a worse searcher on AI. Like, I don't know how to (laughs) ask the question. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It is a skill. Like, learning to use it is a skill. And if you're going to use it, it takes a while to figure it out. I haven't figured it out. But it's one of those things that it's like, you have to put in the time to figure out how to use it really well. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing with it that complicates it. That that's certainly true, and you know I think it it probably falls into you know another one of those things um, like I was talking about with social media earlier, right? If, mm-hmm. if using ChatGPT um, to, to help you come up with with ideas or write mm-hmm. ad copy, if that's painful for you and you're mm-hmm. not enjoying it, um, mm-hmm. then I think it's fine to not do it. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's one of those things where you have to decide: is is this how I want to live my life? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, like when when it spit something out at me, it was like, "Are we speaking the same language?" I'm not <laughs> sure because he it didn't understand me. He he didn't understand me. <laughs> uh, what do you see coming? Uh, we saw, we saw your trends article, so why don't you tell us some things that you guys see coming in the future? Yeah, yeah. Besides AI, I mean, (laughs) but AI, yeah. (laughs) Yes, yeah. AI will continue to to be controversial, Mm -hmm. and yeah, like like you're saying, I'm interested to see. We we will ask again next year those same questions about AI and see how things have changed. Um, so I I think that's one thing. Uh, I think the thing that I'm most interested in. Um, is the importance of branding for authors mm-hmm. um, and that, and building that connection with readers. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned earlier when we were talking about um, successful authors that have been around for a long time, a lot of them have developed a connection with their audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they do that through branding, right? Mm-hmm. Branding, I think, is a term that can be a little intimidating yeah. or, or, or can put off authors, right? Because it right. kind of, yeah, it has a, a, a corporate jargony feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But basically what you're doing is you're taking a, a one-on-one relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of how you present yourself to your friends, what your friends like about your personality. And you're right. trying to project that into a one-to-many relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think branding is going to become more important for authors um, as there are more books published. Um, there's right. going to be a lot of books published um, in 2024. Yep. Uh, some with the use of AI, just some just even more people realizing that they can publish. Mm-hmm. And so the way to stand out is having a, an author brand that readers mm-hmm. can really connect with. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think as AI copy, you know, AI can be used to create good copy and, and mm-hmm. good communication. Um, right. A lot of the time it's not right now, though. Um, I, I think I can kind of see AI co- copy <laughs> coming from a mile away sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it turns me off because I'm like, oh, you mm-hmm. didn't really put in the effort mm-hmm. to communicating with, mm-hmm. with me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when, when, you know, in a world where AI is used more, kind of these real authentic human voices are going to stand out more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the branding is going to become much more important for authors as a way to stand out in 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, you know, we we say your brand is the promise you make your your reader, but it's also giving them that one unique thing or or several unique things that only you can give them. Like 
of all the rom-com authors, we're all going to make you laugh. We're all going to, you know, make you squirm a little bit because we, you know, we put our characters in uncomfortable situations. We're going to give you steam if we're steamy rom-com authors. But there's something that each of us gives the audience that the other can't give. Mm-hmm. And usually it's voice. Usually it's just um, the the scenarios that you set up or whatever. But it's just finding that thing and then using it over and over and over and over again and really branding your name as as much as you do your books, because I think that's important too. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's a great point. You know, I think, you know, authors ask me sometimes when I'm talking about branding, um, like, where do I start, right? Like, mm-hmm, what is it mm-hmm. sounds complicated? Like, do I need to hire a marketing consultant? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like, like you were saying, I think the, like, a great way to start for authors um, is one, just pick some colors and fonts that you're going to stick with, yeah. right? So I yeah. pick two or three primary colors and work those into all of your communications. So your social media posts, your emails, um, your, your profile photos, make sure those colors are out there mm-hmm. um, and just stay consistent. So readers start to associate those colors with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really simple way you can start building your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing you can do is pick a personality trait um, that your friends like about you, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or or they think is funny. And it doesn't have to be something truly unique all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it can be something as simple as, I really like cats, um, and so in my emails, I'm going to mention my cat and what weird thing my cat did today. Maybe your cat has a unique personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something you can lean into. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So just think about something about yourself um, that people like about you and that, and that you're proud of. And then that's something you can include in your brand. And so when you're talking to your readers um, in your emails or, or via social media, include personal tidbits about yourself. And that's something your readers can identify with and connect with and really start to build a picture of you as a whole person, mm-hmm. um, not just someone who's written a book that they enjoy. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes me think uh, there are certain authors that like they have something that's almost associated with their name. And it makes me think of Lindsay Broker and her dragons. Mm-hmm. Like she posted a picture of a dragon toilet paper holder or something on <laughs> Facebook one time. And she said people loved it and they reposted it and got the best engagement ever. So she started posting more pictures. And now I see stuff from social media and people are tagging her saying, hey, I saw this really cool dragon mailbox. So it's like, you're and see that's associated with her genre so it's perfect because it's bringing to mind her as well as that genre so Mm -hmm. that's a great way to find something that's related to you that your readers can kind of hook on to besides just your books is something related to them yeah yeah that, that i mean that's such a great example there um, cause you know, who, who would have thought that, you know, posting a, a dragon toilet paper holder, um, <laughs> would, would be a great way to connect with readers, but it is right. Like that's right. a thing you would share with your friends if your friends are all interested in, in mm-hmm. the same thing. Right. right. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's such a good idea. You know, I, mm-hmm. I do this, you know, to, to pull back the curtain with written word media. Um, you know, I, I send a monthly newsletter. Um, and you know, sometimes if, uh, if something funny has happened to me, um, then I'll include it in the newsletter. So, if, you know, for example, last year, um, there was a, a leak in my roof um, and I had to finish the newsletter at the same time. Um, and so I'm like putting pots and pans in my attic to <laughs> cover the leak. And I'm writing the newsletter. And so you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to include this in the newsletter because this yeah. is an absurd situation. Right. Um, and to this day, I get people asking me how my roof is doing. Um, so <laughs> all those things where, yeah, it's just a little bit of connection. You know, we've all had these crazy moments. Yeah. Right. 
So share them. It's what makes you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what's going to set us apart. We got one comment on our, uh, I think it was our YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And I said, I guess we said something about a mistake and we corrected something and somebody commented and said, it's your mistakes that make you human. So (laughs) it's the things that are slightly different that are, I think the AI thing, a lot of the text, like you're saying, it's very samey. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, you can kind of tell it's like got this kind of rhythm to it and pattern. And whatever you can do to like show that you're human and that you're real, that will set you apart. So, yeah, but yeah. I was going to ask you on, on when we're talking about the trends article, one of the other things, I think it was the first one that y'all mentioned was the uh, quality becomes more important. And it's so interesting that now that we're in this age where there's like going to be, there's a lot of material out there already and there's going to be more content and more and more and more that it's the quality that's going to set people apart. And it's something that Becca Symes started talking about, I guess, last year was that quality is more important and it's not quantity. Used to quantity was a big factor in success, but the quality is really, really important. So talk to us a little bit about that and your thoughts on that, what y'all saw in the survey. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, for, for our trends posts, we we ask a lot of, you know, industry experts um kind of what what they see coming mm-hmm. and and that trend was by far and away almost everybody mentioned it. Oh, wow. um, that they really see quality um that becoming a, a big kind of factor in in success for, for authors. Um and you know, I think this goes along with a, a trend of indie publishing becoming more professional over time. Right. Um, you know, in our surveys, we're seeing that authors are spending yeah more on editing and, and putting mm-hmm. more effort into that and, and covers mm-hmm. as well. Um, and so, you know, they're definitely recognizing that the quality of the, of the product, the quality of the books um, really matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with, with AI, um, it, that only takes center stage even more, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're definitely going to see some books out there that are very low quality um, written mostly by AI with someone hoping to, to make a buck. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I first off to those people, I would say, if you're looking to get rich, publishing is not like the smartest. Path there are better to ways Dude, to do there it. There are right? easier ways yeah. to do it. Yeah. 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 There are better ways to do it. No need to stress everybody out. Just go dig around in your couch for change. Just at <laughs> <laughs> the start, have a exactly. garage sale, yeah. a bake sale. Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, there are going to be a lot of those titles out there. Um, and so I think readers are going to start getting savvy about which books are are real and, and have some real quality and some passion behind them and, mm-hmm. and which books are kind of this this new wave of AI generated um, content. Um, and so, you know, any way authors can signal the quality of, the, of their titles um, will become more important in the mm-hmm. new year. So that's both branding um, and the, the packaging mm-hmm. of books and then, of course, the, the editing of, of the story itself. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that, um, yeah, it's just going to be important. It's just going to be what, because there, you know, readers are discerning. There are, there are a group of readers that will just read. They'll just read. They love to read. They'll read almost anything, but there are also a lot of discerning readers and they're not going to just take anything. They're going to put it down and say, we don't want to be that book. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. And, you know, I think, I think readers, you know, they, they, there are a lot of reading communities and readers that share, you know, books and, and authors mm-hmm. and tell each other about different things. Um, and one of the, the best ways to make sure that readers are telling, you know, their friends about you mm-hmm. is by having high quality stuff 
Um, and, and also things that are really easy for readers to find. So, you know, if you have a, a brand um, and you have the same profile picture, picture across all your social media and your and your author page on Amazon, like that's a, that's a simple thing like that. Having the same profile photo makes you much easier to find um, because so, so often the profile photo is just a little thumbnail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just having the same color palette helps readers yeah. say, oh, yep, that's the one I was looking for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, having having a brand and and making sure that's easy for readers to find you um, is going to make you stand out, um, mm-hmm. and it's going to make you appear more professional, um, and that's going to be uh, very appealing to readers as they start to encounter potentially some some books that you know weren't written by it by a human, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this has been great. Can you tell us what you think you've done to set yourself up for success? Ooh, interesting. That's a that's a good question. So you keep saying interesting, but we're cutting edge. Clayton. Yeah, we really like to get to the heart of the yeah. matter here on the Wish I'd Known Then. This is a question Talk. we ask everybody, so yeah. we always like to hear the answer. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I, I think for for written word media, the the way that we've sell, our, sell ourselves up for success, and and me too, is speaking to authors. Yeah. Um. So you know, like like I was saying, so many of our products and and different things that we've done come from authors mm-hmm. asking us for things or, or giving us feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think continuing to speak to authors and, you know, keep an eye on the industry and where things are going, that, mm-hmm. that gives me a lot of confidence that that we're set up for success um, in 2024 and, and much, much further beyond that, too. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, staying in touch with with the customers and, mm-hmm. and readers as well. Right. Readers are a huge part of our business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So understanding kind of the author audience and the reader audience and, and how connected we stay to both of those is, is so important to us. I do have a question now that we're at the end, but I've always wondered this. Where do you find the readers you guys have on your newsletter? Yeah. Many, many different places. Um, uh-huh. The primary way we add readers is through social ads. So running ads okay. on, on Meta is, is a yeah. big way that we do that. Okay. Um, and yeah, to tie it back to the ads we run for authors, um, you know, we we run a lot of ads. We like to think that we're we're really good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you run an ad campaign with us, you know, you have that expertise to back it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, you have other other benefits like uh, we have this email list of a million and a quarter readers, mm-hmm. and we can build audiences off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and those audiences you won't be able to get anywhere else. Um, mm-hmm. So you could be reaching a unique group of readers as well. Um, wow. So yeah, ads, ads, ads. We run a lot of ads. All right. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell people where they can find out more about Written Word Media if they're interested in checking out some of these things. Yeah, yeah. So the best place to go is just writtenwordmedia.com. Um, and there's a big green promote now button on the homepage if you're ready to, to run a promo stack or, or an ad campaign or an email promo for your book. Um, we also have a new product called Subscriber Surge Giveaways, um, mm-hmm. where you can add readers to your email list. Um, so basically, you enter your book into a giveaway. And then readers mm-hmm. enter your email list um, for a chance to win your book and a, a higher ticket item like a Kindle. And then at the end of the giveaway, we run it for about 60 days or so. We send the authors a CSV, uh, just a, a spreadsheet of all the readers that entered to join their email list. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we have another product to help authors grow their email list as well. So check that out if you have an email list you're interested in growing. Um, and then, yeah, like I said at the start, don't hesitate to send us an email. You can email us at info at writtenwordmedia.com. Um, there's also a contact form on the website. Um, and if you have any questions at all about how to run a promo, book marketing in general, don't mm-hmm. hesitate to, 
send us a link to your book and, and say, hey, what, what should I do? What should I do with this book? People do it all the time. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here and answering all our questions. We really appreciate it. And we'll have all those links in the show notes. Um, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to wish I'd known for writers.com slash support. And thanks to Alexa Larberg for editing and producing the podcast and to Adriel Wiggins for doing the admin. See everybody next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the wish I'd known then podcast. We hope this episode inspired you, empowered you and made you laugh a little bit too. If you loved it, tell your friends about it. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a review. We look forward to being with you again next week.